You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. G'day guys, welcome back to another live episode of the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Uh, I've heard we've had a, a pretty big round ahead of us. I actually heard Donald Trump talking about this round a little bit earlier. I always call it massive. Sometimes they say huge. Huge is right. I think this week, uh, some would say the biggest round of the year with impending cheapies gaining money. So price rises are incoming. Popular players are getting injured. Uh, you got to get your cash cows right. And we're going to talk you through all of that and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brain, and I'm joined by my co-host. And uh, I've heard he's got a new job working for the NRMA. Matty, uh, <laughs> Supercoach Matrix, mate, tell us about your drive home. <laughs> mate, you might have noticed it. Everybody might have noticed it got delayed 15 minutes because I was on my way home uh, and the missus called me. And I expected, you know, his anniversary yesterday. Um, happy anniversary to me. And I expected, you know, your standard dirty talk. Like, are you getting in Karaz this week or are you uh, getting in Hammer? Anyway, her car's broken down. Uh, do you have fuel in it? Oh, oh, oh. So anyway, I'm racing around. Um, apparently, they just don't sell funnels at fuel stations and stuff nowadays. Um, went and got L off the side of an, uh, an intersection and filled up the car, and here we are, 15 minutes late. I'm all here. I smell like petrol, um, but I'm ready to go. My motor's running, so let's mate, do it. you've done really well. You've been busy. So uh, full credit to you, mate. You're on husband duty. You've done really well. <laughs> Um, guys, for everybody watching live, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Facebook, Twitch, we're everywhere. Um, make sure you drop a comment with your score uh, from last week and, and any questions that you have for this week. Um, chuck your rank down there if you want to have a brag as well. Uh, if you've done really well, let us know. Uh, hit that subscribe button below. Hit the like, hit the comment or drop a comment, hit the follow button, all of those good things. And you know what? You can even get some bonus points by leaving us a review if you're on Spotify or Apple or Facebook. So plenty of good things happening at Molten Fantasy Sports. Let us know if we're doing a good job, even if we're doing a shit one. Tell us below. Um, On today's show, we're going to go through tons of stuff. Obviously, we're going to talk through the round two scores and our ranks. Uh, We touched on them a little bit on Sunday, but now we've got a bit of clarity after the after the lockout has opened up. Uh, Our thoughts on our trades this week, our captains and vice captains, we'll leave that to the end of this episode. So make sure you stay tuned to the end. Um, Top 10 bought and sold this week. So we're not doing top five, Maddie. We're going to do top 10 because there's a lot to talk about, a lot of trade options this week, a lot of cash to be made. You want to make sure you get it right. Um, And we're going to go through the team lists and then drop a Q&A at the end. So if you have any questions for your team, drop them in the comments. Um, Mate, how'd you go last week? Tell us all about it. Well, I finished with 972, um, which I was disappointed with after the hot good captain. But I suppose it could have been worth considering I had blokes like Tanner Boyd, I had Cheese, I had Ponga go down in the uh, in the third minute of the game. So the silver lining is, you know, still sitting around in that top 18%, um, top 31% with a few disastrous things. If I didn't captain Hopgood, it would be, yeah, a lot more uh, red arrows. Um, but, yeah, sitting in around that 24,000th at the moment. Uh, where are you sitting, mate? Uh, I finished with 10.43, so I had a nice little upgrade uh, Sunday night from all the Tigers players. Um, I don't know whether they felt sorry for him overnight and gave him a few extra points, but Dewey went up, Stefano went up to 70-odd, 
Um, Nofaluma even got a 15-point upgrade, so plenty of good things there. So, yeah, ranked 9,200 or, or so, so into the top 10K, which is nice. Um, but, mate, we've got a, a fair bit of ground to make up, but the good thing is um, the next few weeks separate the men from the boys, so to speak. So yes. this is where we can make our move and get it right. Um, but, mate, before we move into the top 10 bought and sold, Worth giving a shout out to Jacob, coach of Savage Like Xavier, who's leading our unlimited group. Um, he's got 2,325 total. So he's had a couple of really good weeks. I think he had 1,100 and something this week as well. So leading the group, uh, just a reminder to everybody that group closes soon. So we'll shut off uh, registration. So anybody who joins after a certain time won't be able to go in the running to win. Um, so for everybody watching, the group code's below. Uh, jump in the unlimited group. Doesn't cost anything to enter. And you can go in the, or if you win it, you can hop on the show with us at the end of the season and get bragging rights and also win a Supercoach Champions ring. So plenty to win. Um, and we've also got Brandon, uh, coach of the Finn Studs, got 1,205 this week. That's a cracker of a week. Uh, yeah. So he takes out best score this week in our group. Hey, Finn Studs, he probably has a couple. Oh, I bet you he had Hammer and Asako and everybody like that. So, um, yeah, what makes riding you think the that? wave. Finn's up. <laughs> uh, for everybody who's hopped on, Troy, Aaron, uh, Thoughtmaster Jake on Twitch, Steve, Cam, <laughs> hey guys, how are you? Um, we'll get to questions, obviously, as we go. Um, but, mate, let's move into the top 10 bought players. Uh, pretty obvious ones, I guess, to start, but Wade Egan tops the list at 11.4%. He's got a 44, minus 44 break even. Um, and they're projecting him to get another 76 points. Good old super coach projections. Never fails us. Yep. Um, 104K he could make if he reaches that projection. So what are your thoughts yep. on Egan? Is he a guy that you've looked at this week? He is a guy that I've looked at. Um, I am, I suppose, like a lot of these guys. Egan wasn't that well-owned to start the season, and for probably good reason. Um, he has had really good opportunity this year. He has scored some tries, uh, but Jazz Tavaga's just sort of waiting there on the uh, – I think he got named in the reserves. Um, should come back at some stage and at least take 20, 25 minutes a game off him. Um, it is a concern, but you can just get him and, you know, copper – Nice handy price rise this week. Make a lot. Let's cash. face it, you're gonna you're probably gonna get two price rises in a row that'll be pretty pretty decent, really. If he if he goes and gets that seventy again this week, he's gone 90, 80, 70. You're probably get another two weeks after that of price rises. So I can understand why people are going in that direction. It, it does make sense if you want a short term cash grab and you want a little bit of a stepping stone up to a Harry Grant. Um, I'm just yeah, I am concerned about Tavanga. I'm also very concerned about wasting trades or burning trades for short-term cash grabs. I did it a fair bit last year, and it kind of shot me in the foot, um, or shot myself in the foot, should I say, last year by doing that. So I'm wary about burning trades like that, and would rather go to a guy I can keep. Especially when it's a guy that you just can't see yourself finishing this season. Like there's a there's a guy a couple a couple down who I'm seriously looking at because there's a big chance that he could be my second best throughout the end of the season. Uh, which is why we were sitting there with Cheese, you know, maybe thinking after an upgrade to Harry Grant that that you know Cheese could sit there throughout the end of the season. But um, yeah, after after that rib injury, I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah, that's right. We'll get to cheese pretty soon, I think. Um, but, mate, number two on the list is Hamiso Tabuifado, which is a pretty obvious one as well, 11%. So he's bashed out a couple of 70s, scored a three tries in two weeks. There's a minus 60 break even at 330K. 
projected to make 93 grand with a 36, mind you. So, he, I mean, if he gets another 50 or 60, he's making 120K. Um, yeah. I'd also like to make a public apology for, for Hammer because uh, we bashed him all preseason and he's come out and proved us both wrong. So yeah. uh, we'll talk about trades at the end, but he's he's definitely someone in the conversation this week. Yeah, and we can analyze, we we can analyze the stats, and you know, it always says that he's been poor at fullback. But hey, maybe it's just the coaching. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's looked good. He just wants to be involved. He's in it, mate. Wayne Bennett, if he can get the best out of someone, it'll be Hammer, I think. Um, so definitely worse options. I think he's a guy you need to consider this week for sure, mate. Yeah, a guy that house. actually. Has come, yeah, has come out of nowhere, hasn't he? I think he wasn't on anybody's radar at 1.3% owned, um, but he's gone up 7.4% in the last probably 24 hours, 48 hours with a minus 36 break even. Bit of an awkward price though, isn't he? I think mid 500s, 540K. What are your thoughts on Karaz? If you wait this week, you he'll be priced out. He has the highest score in Supercoach already uh, for the season. Um but where I want to look at him is that base because um, even when they were poor, he did have a base of 51, which is just enough for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Base is good. I like base stat uh, center wingers. Um, I think, you know, the the scoring on top of it obviously is great. But if you, you've got a good base, uh, you know you can rely on that player to bash you out of 50 or, or get you a 60 or whatever it be, even if that team is off for the day. Um so yeah, Karaz is a is a great option as well, and it seems like everyone else is cluing onto that too. So yeah, as they should, as they should, mate. Let's move into number four. Reed Marnie, six point nine percent have brought him in. He's got a break even of zero, uh, projected to make about fifty to seventy k roughly. Uh, mate, I love his role at the Bulldogs. He's running more. They're relying on him a lot more for the ball playing side of things as well. He's got three try assists in two games. So there's a lot going on, and it's centered around Reed Marnie at the Bulldogs, and it, it showed last week when the Bulldogs played out of their skin. Um, I mean, I guess you've got to consider, do I go Wade Egan at about 70K cheaper or do I go up to Reed Marnie uh, as a potential keeper for the season? I prefer Reed Marnie. Um, it just depends if you if you need to bank some cash or, or not because uh, you're not going to make as much money about from Reed Marnie, but I just see him as a mainstay. Uh, he could be somebody that could be in everybody's teams. And like not too many people would have gone early on him this year because we had to wait and see his role. And his role just looks, he just looks so involved. He's running a lot more. Um, even when the Bulldogs look bad, Reed Marnie looked like the best player on the park. It's not, maybe Reed Marnie has that role, that leadership role that we thought Burton was going to have. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, mate, number five, let's move into Reese Walsh, 5.5%. Oh, I mean, people are jumping a week early with Reese Walsh, but I could probably justify doing it. And, and I know why people are doing it because they're going Tedesco down to Reese Walsh, um, which is ballsy in itself. Uh, but I understand the logic behind why people are looking to go away from Tedesco with his break even. He'll, he'll pop up on the top 10 most sold soon. But, mate, I want Reese Walsh. I want him in my team. Six of the next eight Broncos games are at Suncorp. And then one of the other ones that they're not at Suncorp, they're in the Gold Coast. So they don't leave they leave Queensland once in the next eight rounds. So, and we know that obviously the Broncos play better at Suncorp. It's very common. Reese Walsh looked amazing there last week. Like, I want him in my team, but I don't think I can justify doing it this week. How about you? Look, if I had less issues in my team after a couple injuries, I could maybe get around it. 
But I think I reminded you this afternoon that you and I said, if it gets to round three and Tedesco has a high break even, we're going to ride the wave because it's something we both regretted at this time in the season last year. Uh, Tedesco will come good. If you need the cash I can, and you can burn the trade, I can get around it because Tedesco will have those good games and you're going to get him back at some stage and, you know, get some good price rises out of, I expected a price rise out of Reese Walsh. I expected him to maybe be 70 plus. I probably didn't expect him to look as dynamic as he did, but it's Tedesco. If you're, if for whatever reason you had other blokes, you know, maybe Latrell with his niggle or something like that, I can get around it more, but just be very careful of Tedesco to Reese Walsh. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Aaron said never trade away a gun like Teddy. And I, I definitely uh, tend to agree with Aaron here on this one. So, mate, uh, let's move through the six to 10 pretty quick. The top five most owned are, are really good options, but we've also got Ezra Mam from the Broncos and the same applies with, with the fact that, you know, Broncos have a lot of home games coming up and Mam's got quality, hasn't he? There's no sophomore syndrome going on with Ezra Mam. He's involved in everything. Um, he looks to be the guy that'll get points more than more than Reynolds. Um, just with his running game and everything like that, was unlucky to get a to get another try last week. Um, yeah, I can get around that as well. Um, and we could also Jacob Preston coming in at lock for the Bulldogs. Um, that was a bit of a surprise last week, wasn't it? How good was that? Mate, he's in my team and I didn't start him. I wish I did. But uh, I saw him at lock and I go, oh, this is juicy. He could he could get some good minutes in the middle of the field. Uh, and he showed us how good he is uh, last week with, a, I think it was 80. He updated to 80. Um, mate, at 200K, thanks for coming. Minus 51 break even this week. You'll make some really good cash from him if he goes like that again. And he's named to start in the second row this week on the right edge, which is probably, I'd argue, even better than playing at lock. Um Jacob Preston, if you don't have him in, he needs to be someone you seriously consider this week as somebody that you probably downgrade one of your fallen or, or failing guns in the second row. Mate, the next guy, uh, I don't understand how 5,000 people don't have him. Jermaine Hopgood is eighth most bought this week. He's got a minus 139 break even, and he could honestly have the biggest price rise in NRL Supercoach history this week if he does what he did again. He, he's a genuine captain option again this week. And we're talking about a guy that you can get for, I don't know, 180K cheaper than Teague Wilton. Put that into That's, perspective. I don't need to say anything else. You don't. You don't. We can leave that there. And another guy we can probably brush over very quickly is Tricky Trindle, Braden Trindle. He's got a minus 54 break even. But there is talk that Nico Hines is very close. Um, was pretty close to playing this week and could be back next week or, or they're seeming to think he will be back in round four. Uh, so, I, I mean, you get one price rise out of Trindle. That's my definition of burning a trade. Uh, yep. I don't know whether that's worth doing. It's, and I won't be doing it. Another example of burning a trade is DCE. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I mean... I think everybody's chasing last week's points and that's probably the perfect example of it really, isn't it? You know, DCE yep. scored a hat-trick. He got 110 um, in round one, sorry. And uh, I think people are moving Cleary out for him, which is what it looks like is happening at the moment. He's got a 14 break even. Um, I don't. Are you going to keep DCE for the year? Because if you're buying a guy at that price, you probably need to consider that you're going to have him there for the majority of the season. And I don't know whether I want to lock up halfback uh, and spend that kind of cash on DCE when I know that I want Cleary and Nico long-term. 
and I think you could do worse than than Daly Cherry Evans. I just think in the halfback position, I would be looking to somebody like Jerome Hughes, who finds himself in a better role and a bit more room for growth. Uh, for his hundred and I think it was one hundred and nineteen, he scored three tries. I want Karaz numbers for that. Yeah, yeah, spot on, hundred percent. Um. Mate, that's top 10 bought. Now let's talk top 10 sold. And the obvious one, the cheese, has gone soft. Uh, a bit like a brie or a camembert, I think, now. Uh, 17.7%. I think it's blue vein now. 17.7% <laughs> of uh, coaches have jumped off the cheese. Uh, 90 break even. We know he's got that rib slash back injury. We're not exactly sure which one it is, but I think if Could it's a bit both. of both. Yeah, if it's a bit of both, that's a major concern because rib injuries are pretty crippling. Uh, it is a pain management issue. So if you go and listen to the Magic Sponge by the NRL Physio, he's done a, a great wrap-up of that again last night. Um, go and have a look at that and have a listen to his summary on Cheese. He's basically adamant that he's selling him this week based on the fact that Cheese is going to struggle in the role that he plays, uh, maintain, or getting through a game unscathed. So that's a that's a clear sell for me. A guy that isn't a clear sell, though, Matty, is, is Nathan Cleary. People are jumping off Nathan Cleary at 7.7%. So he's the second most sold this week. Yeah, 149 break-even is clearly the reason for that. I want to remind people of 2022 when he came back from his suspension and he started with a 34 and a 57. This is exactly the same situation as we are talking about last year. Uh, then round three scores 151. Basically achieved his break-even that round. Everybody thinking that they were going to wait a week, got burnt, and you had to pick him up at maximum price, 930K, I think he was by then. And then he went out and got owners 158 in round four. So uh, there's a chance he might not lose money. Uh, he, well, he won't lose money this week because he's not even playing. But even next week, he can get 149. Who says yeah. he can't? Very easily. I'm, I'm, My, I'm very skeptical about that one. My only concern, and I had a bit of a play around with some ideas, and I know we're going to talk about our trades later, but I probably won't talk about this. At certain points throughout the last couple of days, I did move Cleary out just to see what my team looked like. And it was only that Cleary isn't playing and Tanner Boyd's my other halfback. And I expected at this point in the year, Tanner Boyd to be maybe banging out, you know, some 40s, maybe maybe 50s and being a guy that I could play in my 17. Um, and I was looking for a downgrade to someone like Sam Walker, but are you really going to move Cleary out for someone like Sam Walker who has the buy the following week? Like I can get around Sam Walker with, the fact that you don't have that extra rooster now that everybody's moving cheese, but we're talking about two trades, getting rid of Cleary. Um, people are planning on getting Nico Hines back. You're not going to be able to afford to get Cleary and Nico Hines back. If you trade Cleary, he's gone. Or the idea of getting Nico Hines, I tell you what, Tanner Boyd's a long way. Like there's a that 600k is a long way away, Tanner Boyd to Nico. Yeah, you've got to be doing a lot of forward planning and have a lot of cash sitting in your bank, being unused, being ready for Nico, uh, and that's that's a massive risk. If you trade um, Cleary out, you're spending that money too. You're not. You're not. You banking. have to, don't you? Yeah. You're not going Cleary to Katoa. You're not. You're not. Unless you're using that money elsewhere, then. But again, it's yeah. not. Uh, he's sitting on the bench for me this week. That money, and then you're never getting the best player in the league back. Like, why? It, yeah, that, that's right. It makes it tough. I've always in my head had a mind to make sure that I was ready to get Hines when he's back. Always ready. I always wanted to make sure I had enough money. And the trades that I'm making this week leave me enough cash to make sure that I'm ready for Nico if he gets back in round four. If he's not, I'll probably just hold the cash. 
I'd rather be in a position where I can grab Nico when he comes back against the Warriors or whatever it is, um, than be short of cash and and picking up a guy like Reed Marnie or whatever and then burning that cash. It's just not worth doing. So, yeah, mate. Third most sold is Kalen Ponga, which is an obvious one. Uh, unfortunately for him, he won't be playing this week. He's been ruled out uh, with concussion. Um, and it might not just be one week either. No, I mean, there's a lot of talk around the fact that independent doctors need to be involved. And um, yeah, lots of concerns for Kalen Ponga. I think, I don't know. I reckon they've done him a bit of disservice putting him in 5-8 this year. Um, you know, being in the front line and defense could be, could that have caused these issues? I don't know. It's it's all speculation. But yeah, he's he's got to be a guy you move out this week because he could honestly miss a whole Look, month, two months of football. It looked nasty, I think. You can't plan on having Ponga back again this this year, really. No, I drafted him this this year in uh, one of our leagues, and yeah, that that hasn't worked out quite too oh, well. All so. the best. Yeah, yeah, I mate, I'll move him to someone who doesn't know what they're doing. It's all good. Yeah. Um, mate, James Tedesco, number four, most sold, four point six percent, one hundred and thirty five break even. Again, that's the reason. Uh, his last three games versus Souths, who they're playing this week, he's got 96, 64, and 74. So, I mean, it's not like he's flopped in any of those games over the last three seasons against Souths. I feel like they're going to be up for it. I feel like they're going to have to be against Souths. I understand the logic behind it because people are going to Walsh, but I'm I'm just, I'm going to hold him this week. I'm going to back him for one more week. Um, I'll trust him to, to do his job. I think I prefer trading Teddy than Cleary. Um, due to the fact that Walsh, Walsh has emerged. But, like, wouldn't you just want to see another week on Walsh? I know that there's an imminent, you know, price decrease with Teddy, but wouldn't you just wait a week? You got Tedesco thinking you were going to hold him till at least Origin. I think you need to see it out. And also, if you watched the game last week, Teddy could have scored 130, which is his break even, and he could have done it relatively easily. Um, that makes me nervous. Imagine being a non-Teddy owner watching the Roosters play it all it's like not owning david Fafita. you've got to watch through your you know through bloody uh you actually don't have to watch at all you just can't it's impossible it's like um this. yeah it is it is so yeah not for me this one but i understand it uh number five's ta- uh tanner boyd which i do understand completely and he's he's on my watch list uh, i want to get rid of him next week i just had bigger oh, i wouldn't say bigger problems but bigger priorities in terms of cash gen for tanner boyd but he looks ordinary doesn't he yeah yeah, he does. Uh, but it is only a break even of 52. I do wonder if people are overreacting. If you're a guy that has your ponga, your cheeses, your I think you have bigger fish to fry than yeah, than this guy. Um look, just try not to play him. Yeah, I just, I'm lucky enough I've, that I don't have to this week. <laughs> I've played him the first two weeks. Um but yeah, I'm just he's going to be in my team this week cuz I just can't find an out. But, yeah, just just try and avoid playing him. He, he's going to sit there. If he gets 30, he's not going to lose you that much. You might lose 30K or something. And, look, what do you – maybe we're a bit too high on a 390K bloke. He's not Jermaine Hopgood. No, no not even close, is he? Um, mate, 6 to 10, most sold is uh, Tommy Talao, which is an obvious one. I think he's got a broken nose or something like that. Um, Scotty Drink, 4X Gold, he's, uh, he's out. Uh, so he's, I think, three or four weeks. Uh, on the sidelines for his hit. Um, pretty solid hit too. Broken Corey yeah. Oates' jaw in a couple of places. So well-deserved sit on the sideline for Scotty Drink Forex Gold. Uh, yeah. We've got Matty Burton, who's the eighth most sold, which I also understand coming off a couple of really low sub-30 scores. 
Uh, also, Nichols... also have been the eighth worst player in the comp in the last couple of games. So. <laughs> Poor guy, we were so high on him too in the preseason. <laughs> um, Chance Nickel Clockstad, we weren't super high on. I mean, and this is the perfect example of why you don't jump a week early. The perfect example. And CNK, obviously good player. If he played out the whole game, great. Uh, but he was on 11 at half time and then went off with HIA and didn't return. So now everybody that jumped early on CNK, who they did last week, a lot of them did. They went early. Um, they are now sitting with a guy who's not going to play this week and also won't make you any cash this week either. And also probably won't make you any cash the week after because he's got a rolling average of, what, 11 or 15 or whatever he scored. So big dramas there for anybody who got him. And also, lastly, Selwyn Cobbo, who was a bit of a bin in uh, in a good game, really, wasn't he? Yeah, and I I can't really get around Selwyn Cobbo. You obviously got him for a reason. Um, you're going to have Jesse Arthurs on the wing instead of Corey Oates now. Maybe we see a bit more flow on, on Cobbo's side. Um, yeah, all those people, maybe you'd plan to get rid of him, you know, round three, thinking he would be this elite fullback, just because he says he wants to play fullback. Like the coaching staff put him on the wing for a reason. The coaching staff brought in Reese Walsh when he wanted to come back. Like, yeah, you probably should have seen the writing on the wall. But if you had him, I wouldn't be trading him out this week. No, nah, not worth it. Not with the Broncos run coming up and, and mm-hmm. they, they leave Queensland once in eight games. So you probably yep. just hold and just hope he comes good. And we know he, he's yep. a quality player. You know he's going to yep. come good at some point and he's going to go on a run like he did last year. And uh, you'd be spewing if you, you moved him out before he went on that run. It's inevitable. Yep. So that's top 10 bought and sold, mate. Plenty to talk about. Um, mate, before we dive into teams, uh, just a reminder, guys, drop a comment. If any questions that you want, we'll cover them uh, at the end of the episode. Uh, drop them below, trade thoughts, whatever it is. Uh, you want to have a brag about your rank, throw it below as well. Just a bit of shit chat. We're all for it. So, um, mate, Thursday, 8 p.m. We've got the Sea Eagles against the Eels at Four Pines Park in Manly. So they've had two home games to start. Get this, right? Fun fact. The Eels have to play the team coming off the bye three rounds in a row. <laughs> yeah, right. I think they're all Thursday or Friday games as well. So yeah. they've been absolutely done dirty by whoever did the fixtures uh, for the NRL this season because they're coming into three fresh teams in a row, three rounds in a row, and three good teams, mind you. Manly into Penrith into the Roosters, all coming off a bye. Uh, so unlucky, Parramatta fans. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Mate, Thursday. <laughs> Um, we've got one change for Manly in the in the 17. Schuster comes in for Cooper Johns, uh, which there was a risk that Schuster saw a little bit longer time on the sideline, but it seems like he's come good. And we had that intel pretty early on. We've got a connection there that um, uh, obviously we can't name them, but Schuster was going to – he was good to go this week. Uh, and that has come true, which is great. So he's a wait and see though, isn't he? You've got to watch the next couple of weeks. We get a two-week taster for Schuster. Mm. I think you'll end up adding him anyway because even if he's banging out 50s, he's somebody that you can play. But I need a 5-8 this week and I'm not looking at Schuster. I'm going to be looking elsewhere. Yep, yep, agreed. Um, but, yeah, John, John's is, you know, he was always expected to drop out of the side and there's really no changes for Parramatta at this stage, is there? No, no they're just 1-17 to 17 as they were last week. Um, we've already talked about how, how good – Hopgood is, uh, and he's yep. going to have one of the biggest price rises in Supercoach history coming up. So uh, for anybody, I think there's still maybe like 25% of teams that don't have Hopgood. I'm, I'm struggling to understand why, but just, I mean, they're probably 25 ghost teams that gave up or just made a team and forgot. Um, everybody that's relevant has has Hopgood now. 
So, yep. um, mate, Garrick and Turbo get another week as well. Uh, yep. So we've got another week to look at them. You know, you probably got Turbo. I'm sure we've got Turbo, right? Yep. If you don't have Turbo, you're probably missing a trick. But Ruben Garrick is a very interesting one because he's a guy that I want in my center wing at some point this year. We just get a bit of time to look at him, don't we? He was someone that I was probably looking at till I heard the Nico news. I was sort of hoping, and it's crazy to think that I was hoping that Nico wouldn't be back until after his buy, but I genuinely was so that I had a bit more time to save up for him. Um, you know, maybe move my Toz to a to a Garrick or, you know, have a little bit of a price rise in some positions to move a Stags to a Garrick. Um, but yeah, it looks like I'm saving that money for Nico at this stage and I'm going to be really worried because Garrick looks so much better with turbo on the park than he did last year. And he was a great buy last year. Yeah. I love Garrick on the wing. I actually think he's better on the wing. I think I've mentioned that in previous episodes, um, especially with turbo. He could genuinely be someone we have to rip our team apart next week to get. Yeah. I agree with that completely, especially if Manly keep turning up and keep putting points on, you know, he's going to get opportunities for goal kicks. Um, so he can rack up 20 points a game in, in kicking. So very easy to do for Garrett. Good kicker too. Do you, do you think the buys this week has sort of, do you think that has um, diluted the hype for Garrick, the buy in the last week? Like if he went and scored that last week and everybody's looking to boost and do their trades this week, I reckon he could have could be one of the most owned. But, you know, everybody's forgot. Um, people like Goldfish, um, obviously, because they're trading your Clearies and your Teddies out. Um, yeah, do you do you think that's happening? Big time. I feel like Karaz has stolen the spotlight from Ruben Garrick for this week because you're going to make a ton of cash on a guy that's 200k cheaper, that's looking amazing, coming off a 148. All these great things about Karaz, um, but that could easily be the conversation we're having about Ruben Garrick. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, you're right. And, and people get to have another look this week. The price rise doesn't go up for Manly players until next week. So that, I think that's probably the reason why people are sticking clear initially. But yeah. Ruben Garrett comes into the conversation next week for sure. Um, mate, DCE obviously is a big target uh, and a big downgrade option from Cleary this week, but it's pretty trappish from me. We've already talked about that, but do you agree? If I was looking to get Daily Cherry Evans instead of a bloke like Cleary, it's somebody I'd be looking to play throughout the origin period. And like for that sort of money, he's a non-origin player for me in Supercoach. Um, he does a lot around the park, obviously, uh, you know, Queensland won last year. But I would be looking at a bloke like Jerome Hughes, which I would be willing to make a bolt to bet with basically anyone that uh, Jerome Hughes is going to score better than Daly Cherry Evans. Give me, give me a term. Um, yeah, five weeks, six weeks, ten weeks, um, especially when he's not playing. Um, Jerome Hughes will be better than Daly Cherry Evans. So. Yeah, that's not a bolt to bet on taking because I agree with you. There's no <laughs> chance that uh, he outscores Jerome Hughes. Um, mate, that's about it for Thursday night. So let's move into the Friday games. First one, 6 p.m. We've got the Knights versus the Dolphins at McDonald Jones Stadium. Obviously, no Kalen Ponga, but there's a lot of changes going on at the Knights, mate. Plenty happening. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot happening. Um, I unfortunately watched the game last week, um, yep. and I think that hasn't the hasn't rugby league just rolled the red carpet out for the Dolphins? Yeah, like absolutely. So good to watch, aren't they? Yeah, like they they played a um, they played a depleted 
Roosters. Um, last week, what happened with the Knights against the Tigers? Like, you wouldn't read about how many guys got knocked out, how many guys um, got suspended, everything like that. Um, yeah, I think the Dolphins are going to go 3 and 0. I'm going to back them this week for sure, especially with all the, the issues that they're having at the moment. Um, you know, Ponga and Braley are out with HIAs. You've got Kurt Mann and uh, Adam Elliott as well, four to six weeks it sounds like yep. they're both out. So Tyson Gamble comes in. Phoenix Crossland starts at hooker. That's not your full-strength team. Uh, we've got guys oh. like Ryan Rivette and Dylan Lucas making their now world debuts off the bench. Brody Jones <laughs> and Jack Hetherington coming in to start. Like it, It's literally a completely different team to last week, isn't it? Yeah. I can't ever see myself backing a team that Phoenix Crossland's starting in. Um, that's that's all I'm going to take from that list. Even even Tyson Gamble, like he was good at times for the for the Broncos, and you know filled a filled a bit of a spot in for the for the Tigers at times. But yeah, he's genuine backup, and yeah, he might be able to get the team around him. But I can just I just can't wait to see Felice Cafusi hit him. So yeah. Yeah, that's it, mate. We're going to have to get your young fella on the podcast, I reckon. It sounds like he's got some pretty good takes going on there. He actually talks more than me, believe it or not. So <laughs> That's hard to believe for sure. <laughs> um, mate, uh, one thing I noticed here was Greg Marju's in the reserves. Um, so it's a very close New South Wales Cup team list watch, I think, for them. You know, if he gets named there, you don't have to really worry, but there could be a bit of a shake-up in the outside backs. Again, though, Greg Marju isn't a watch for me without Kalen Ponga feeding him. Uh, so I'd, I'd probably steer clear of that option. Cody Nicarima comes into the starting side as well for the Dolphins because uh, JMK's suspended. Um, so we get to see a bit of Cody Nicarima um, making his comeback. I mean, I sort of expected him to be the utility. I think if he plays really well, he could cement a f- number 14 spot. And at 247K, there's still probably better options then. But if they keep, you know, if they keep getting injuries, I think Cody Nicarima will feature in this time a bit in this side a bit more often throughout the year. I was actually surprised when he wasn't there to start with. Yeah. Um, but it's big that like they didn't sort of even toy with the fact of Milford. He must really be out of favor. So, Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's in the reserves, but he has been the last three weeks. So yep. watch and see. Uh, mate, Ray Stone comes back in as well onto the bench. Um, so I think it was uh, injury for, for Ray Stone, a little yep. bit of a niggle last week. So he comes back in, which makes sense. But otherwise, yep. not really uh, anything else to, to report here for this night's first Dolphins game. Have I missed anything before we move on? No, nothing really. I just can't get around the Knights and, um, yeah, fins up. So. Fins up 3-0. Friday, 8 p.m., mate. Roosters and Rabbitohs is going to be an awesome game at Allianz Stadium. Uh, who do you, before we get into the Supercoach relevant stuff, who do you see winning this one? Because I, I reckon it could be within two points. I think it could be. I'm going to back the Roosters, um, but the Rabbitohs have some really big ins um, that that I think bolsters their team. I think that's where they sort of struggled uh, in the middle. And, um, yeah, they're getting Harm Saleh and Tavita Totola back. Davy's going to go into that bench role that we thought he was going to have. Um, you know, Brandon Smith's playing. Maria Hargraves and Victor Radley's back. Um, yeah, I'm going to get around the Roosters. What are you going to do? Yeah, I think the Roosters come good. That You hit the nail on the head when you said that they struggle through the middle of the field. They were leaking a lot of points around the ruck. Um, so there's going to be a lot more stability. And I think we underestimate how much of an impact Jared Warrior Hargraves has on this Roosters squad. Um, so having him back in is a massive confidence booster for those guys. And obviously with Radley back in, 
I mean, Brandon Smith's been named, but that's going to be touch and go, I think. Um, they've got yep. a couple of guys that can play hooker there. So, yeah, I don't know whether it's even worth risking him. But, again, that's why we're trading him, I think, because we just know that his output's going to be a lot lower with that rib injury. Commonly always is uh, a pain tolerance issue with rib injuries, and there's too much risk there for me with, with the cheese. Mate. Yeah, yeah go, carry on. Sorry, I was just going to say, the one thing I noticed from this team list is that uh, Isaac Thompson's holding that wing position down on Tane Milne, so it seems like that is pretty much locked in now unless Thompson loses. It's, it's his to lose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, watching last week, though, I think, you know, you've probably got to see a bit more from Thompson before it's solidified, but you, if you don't have him, you're going to stay away from both of them at this stage, but if you have Thompson, you're going to keep keep rolling with him you're not going to trade him out while he's while he's getting that but that uncertainty is probably starting to starting to go so yeah that's right and they've they've named three middles on the bench um which is a bit a bit strange no edge forwards so uh does that mean michael cheekham gets another 80 minutes for the third week in a row um and and then the question is does that make him a genuine option being dual to rf center wing look at that price 52 is pretty good isn't it I'm taking he's 52 fi- from 250 or whatever it is. Yeah, he's got 51 and 52. Like, we're talking about how we've been relatively happy with a bloke like Matt Dory banging out 34 and 41 or whatever. Um, I can see it. I am i don't know if I'm making a trade from a cheapie to a cheapie for 52 when there is so many good mid-ranges. And I do notice some um, James Gowing sort of saying, you know, looking at getting in blokes like Katoa, and we'll probably tackle that question a bit later, but I I think it's not worth a trade going cheapy to cheapy. Um, and there's so many good mid-rangers that you wouldn't really downgrade a mid-ranger to a cheapy either. It's just sort of an awkward time. Yeah, it is. It is. I think you just need, if you, if you went with those kind of cheapy slash mid-range 2RF options, unless someone's really stunk it up, you've got to give them a couple more weeks. It's not like anyone's got a massive break even around that mid-range or cheap price anyway. Like your Matty Dorries and guys like that, yeah, you move them on for a few weeks and you might be able to downgrade to Schuster. So I said that here in the in the chat in the comments here. So that's a really good option. You know, when when Dory makes you 100k or whatever it be over the next four weeks, three weeks, uh, yeah. Schuster then becomes that perfect downgrade option, and then you can hold Schuster for the year realistically. Yeah, and I think I think Schuster's somebody that you can play on select weeks. Um, having him, he might. He might genuinely come out and, you know, be banging out 60s and, and he'd be a play every week in your reserves. Uh, we're just unsure of what we're going to see, but I'm not confident playing him until I at least have a look. I know they're a bit concerned about his weight and a few things like that, but I think he'll come good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mate, before we move into Saturday's games, uh, I might quickly throw over to you. We've obviously got our friends over at, at Snap Fitness uh, that are supporting and sponsoring the podcast, mate. So I might throw over to you to, to give him a bit of a shout out. Yeah, shout out to Snap Fitness down in regional Victoria. Um, if you're looking to make good on that uh, New Year's resolution and finding it hard to get into the gym due to not having anyone to look after the kids or um, or just just struggling to get back out there, um, head on in, see Mark, Emma and the team at Snap Fitness, Bendigo and Epson for all your fitness needs. Uh, both Epson and Bendigo locations do offer free child minding. Um, and yeah, I need that sometimes, as you've heard in the background. Um, <laughs> it does give you the chance to head on in, uh, get a workout done without worrying about the kids. Um, all staff 
have been work have all their working with children checks, uh, their blue cards, and been super helpful uh, with whatever your children need. Um, Snap Fitness also offers a wide variety of classes such as strength and reformer Pilates, Tabata strength classes, as well as one on one PT sessions. So head on in, say good day to the guys at either gym, and tell them the Molten Boys sent you. How good's that, mate? I know, you know, we, we kind of started this podcast off as just a couple of blokes wanting to talk a bit of shit and talk a bit of footy and uh, to see, you know, the guys at Snap supporting the podcast is fantastic. And, mate, the one thing, I, you know, for everybody that doesn't know, I've been a personal trainer going on 13 years and uh, the one objection and the one issue that we get uh, as personal trainers is I don't have anybody to look after my kids. So that that free child mining is golden um, and, and is probably going to save a lot of people uh a lot of a lot of drama get them into the gym so awesome from them mate let's move on into saturday 3 p.m the titans versus the storm at seabus super stadium up on the gold coast so they've got a home game here against the storm storm gonna travel brian kelly comes back what else do you see in this one mate yeah i wasn't really expecting this um i see jojo Fafita dropping out um which is going to be really good for Cam Pereira. um philip sammy to the wing i think he's a better winger than center anyway um sam verrills is out and chris randall to start i don't hate it um we've got pezzet olam sims kami kamika and coates coming in for the storm i could probably see coates not playing though um and yeah, Nas Penne, uh young Tonomapia, Garlic and Anderson dropping back out. Um, just in case we don't see Garlic again this year, I just want to shout out how much he looks like Robbie Kay from the uh from the Molten AFL boys. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I know Justin's a big fan of uh of Garlic as well, being a Melbourne lad. So um yeah. Um Tanner Boyd's on thin ice and Sexton named in the reserves. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Tanner Boyd doesn't do too much after the um, this week, whether there's a bit of pressure on his job. Um, what do you make of this? There's a lot going on here, isn't there? There's a lot to unpack. This Titans squad is a little bit different. I think that Philip Sammy going onto the wing and Jojo Fafida dropping out is good for um, Camperera owners uh, and which is the majority of us really i don't see the point in trading out a guy that's basement price 200k <laughs> um i'll just yeah. keep him there for the uh for however long it needs to be because he'll come good um but yeah that that was good for akp because i think philip sammy was the risk of coming on and jojo Fafita holding his side and then sammy coming onto the left wing which is his preferred side so it's yeah. good to see he's coming onto the right unless they do a swap which is realistic too um honestly other than that i think that craig bellamy's uh shaken the tree somewhat in a way after uh, last week and he's gone and ripped him a new asshole, I think, and, and probably made some changes. And that's why we've seen so many changes. But I guess with Nelson or Sofa Solomona going out injured, I think it's six to eight weeks, uh, torn, torn MCL, I think it is, um, which yep. is a real shame for him. Uh, it's also then great to have guys like Tui Kamikamika come straight in and, and kind of fill that role at prop too. So that, that's a, obviously a big relief for Craig Bellamy there. And obviously Tarek Sims coming onto the bench is huge for them as well. It'll be interesting to see what kind of role he plays. Because, I mean, look, he can fit into either edge, can't he? Or he can play through the middle. So the rumor is he'll play a little bit of a a, a ball-playing lock position off the bench, uh, I think. Um, So, again, that's going to probably hinder Josh King's minutes, if anything. So for anybody who jumped early on Josh King last week, that might be a, uh, a bit of an issue for them too. Yeah, I probably expect him to play through the middle. Um, 
Yeah, look, I probably I don't see Josh King. Like, what did he get? Seventy odd minutes that first that first week. Look, I probably see more of a 55, 60 minute role for him. Tarek Sims coming in, coming back from an injury, uh, could probably steal some more minutes as the season goes on. Uh, Justin Olin, Olin coming too. in as well. Yeah, yeah. push yeah. out. Good call. Um, <laughs> I, I I didn't see that happening for another at least fortnight. Um, but good to see him back. I think that's a that's a massive back in for the storm with, uh, you know, with Coates kind of being in and out and not quite sure what his status is week to week. Uh, they'll want that stability there on the edge. So um, they, great, they great will look a lot more dangerous. Like they were sort of rolling out Warbrick and, um, and, you know, Coates didn't play and everything. Um, yeah. They just need that experience out there at the moment. Getting in some experienced players will mean a lot to the storm at the moment. They looked a bit ordinary last week. So not to take yeah. anything off the Bulldogs, they looked really good. They did, didn't they? Um, mate, our mate Carl Moore went early on Josh King. I've heard Troy's thrown him under the bus there. So come on, Carl. You're better than that, mate. you got to have a look. Saturday, 5.30, Cowboys Warriors, QCB up in North Queensland. Bit going on here as well because obviously Scotty Drink Forex Gold is is out for four weeks and they've brought in Tom Chester at fullback. We were really hoping that Val Holmes was going to play fullback, but Tommy Chester comes in and gets first crack at that with uh, Shibasaki coming into centre for Peter Hiku, who's also going to miss yep. some time. Um, for the Warriors, I'm, I really don't want to butcher his name, uh, Tuau Piki uh, comes into fullback and Tom Ali onto the bench. So those are the yep. only changes for either squad. What have you taken from this one, Matty? Because this, I mean, the Warriors have been playing some pretty good footy. Do you reckon they can keep up with the Cowboys at home, though? No, I think it's, I don't know if they're going to be able to handle the heat, um, either performance-wise or actual humidity-wise. Um, I like Chibasaki coming into the centres. I think he could be even better. Oh, he could be, he's probably better than Peter Hiku anyway. I don't understand what – they just must really love Val Holmes at centre. I don't understand it. Um, we didn't – we were gobsmacked that Peter Hicku was playing there um, last week and they didn't just shift Val back. Yeah, it's a bit of a head-scratcher. Um, good. Well, let's see how Tom Chester goes. Apparently really quality young footballer. So yep. I, I, I can understand why because I reckon he'll fit in like a glove um, up the back there. So – Excited to see how he goes. Um, but, yeah, got a couple of suspensions. Jazz Tavanga uh, in the reserves, that's a really close watch for me because that could impact a number of these really popular Warriors players, like guys like uh, well, Jackson Ford's out this week with his HIA and yep. so is Charles Nickel Cockstad. But uh, does that mean Josh Curran gets a bigger role now um, with Jackson Ford out? What are, your, what are your thoughts on how that rotation looks like now at the Warriors? Because there's a fair few things that could happen. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Yeah, look, I, we, nothing set in stone with, um, with Ford and stuff out. I think if Tavaga can come onto the bench, he can probably take some minutes at hooker, which I'm a bit worried about popular, not cheapy, popular mid-ranger uh, Wade Egan this week and maybe only get the really one one really good price rise out of him. And then he's maybe somebody that you can't play every week, which is not what I want out of my second second hooker. He could take minutes off your Neocores, your Jackson, really. Um, yeah, it's just... It's just wait and see. Um, I was really hoping for a better look at the way that the Warriors were going to roll out last week. We didn't see it. We won't see it again this week. I think if you have any of those guys, you have to hold through this and just see how they finish up. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the one thing I've forgotten, Steve's reminded us, is that Curran has that hip flexor issue from last week and didn't finish the game. So Jester Vunga might get into his minutes there, which probably but makes Curran, a little bit more sense. But Curran was still named, though. Yeah, I don't week. see him playing. He looked pretty ordinary. Um, yep. So we'll we'll see we'll see how that looks, but a bit going on, a bit of a watch. Um, but I mean, Nia Kore seems pretty pretty set to get his uh, his minutes and get his uh, get his feed on that right edge. Uh, Played yep. through the middle a little bit as well, which is nice to see. And Tohu Harris I, has just been killing it, hasn't he? Yeah, I do see in your notes that you were going to captain Val if he was at fullback. That's spicy. I, was. I noticed I was you didn't. To. You were you you hadn't thrown that out yet, so. No, nah, because he's obviously not named there, which is disappointing. I was going to keep that for my trades um, or when we yep. talked about captain, vice captain at the end. But yeah, that that was a straight C for me. I didn't have a problem seeing him at, at fullback, um, goal kicking on a good team at home against an ordinary team. So, And you know what? The Warriors are a bit battered. I still don't hate it. So, Yeah, it's still an option. 100% it's still an option. Um, last game on Saturday night is your Broncos up against the Dragons at Suncourt, mate. You must be pretty excited about this one because there's a good chance that there could be some points scored here. Yeah, I actually didn't realise. I'm probably going to the Broncos on Saturday night. How good? Um, didn't realise it was at home. But, um, yeah, I think Jesse Arthurs is going to slot in just nicely. I... Yeah, it's a shame for Corey Oates, isn't it? Yeah, I, it is. It is, and it's disappointing. Um, but I think it's really good that we had that depth. Uh, I think it's really good last week that we had. He got 40 in like 30 minutes. Um, just looked really good, slotted out there. I could even be a watch because just remember, Corey Oates is going to be gone for up to, well, in and around that eight weeks. Uh, could be, um, again, we're shouting out to the NRL physio again. Could be a bit further. Um, it was that displacement fracture, so... Not yeah, Jesse Arthur's just really good. Good that Jesse Arthur's is getting the opportunity. Um, really bad for Oates, but I think the Broncos will be just fine throughout it. Um, and the Dragons basically didn't make any changes um, with their really good win over the Titans. Um, yeah, they were good, weren't they? They they played yeah. really well. Played good footy. Um, what do you think of Ben Murdoch Masilla? I know he was a popular cheapie that a lot of people, some held through the first week, some traded him in the second week. Um, he was on the edge, front row forward jewel. Uh, a bit disappointing, wasn't he? He was. He was, uh, yeah, 32 in 77 minutes or whatever it was he ended up with, which is not what you want. Um, obviously, playing on an edge, you, the workload just really isn't isn't there in compared to where he usually plays at, at prop. So, um, 
it'll be interesting to see what Hook does there, but it looks like he's just lining up exactly the same. Why change it if it isn't if if it isn't broken? You don't need to fix it. So they'll roll out the same team, which makes sense. But yeah, uh, the good thing is with the Dragons players as well, we get another look before a price rise there too. Yeah, like we did say, his job's on the line. So don't be surprised if they start losing that Hook comes out with some crazy ideas and Moses and Bai rolls out at front row forward. Um, <laughs> but um, one person I was really impressed with was Tyrell Sloan. Um, got 70 last last week, um, but the Broncos do look a bit better than the Titans at the moment, don't they? Just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit, mate. Yeah, Tyrell Sloan's not keeping up the 70s. I mean, hey, we said this about Hamiso. Yep. So maybe we we can be wrong. Um I don't know whether we will be on this one, though, coming up against a good quality Broncos squad. Um, Dragons tipped to lose a few games this year, not do very well. So might see a little bit of a bounce back to, to earth there for Tyrell Sloan. Can I say something controversial about Hammer? I'm still not completely convinced. Like, he does look very involved, um, but he did, you know, he's scoring, what, 70-odd a week, but he has scored three tries as well. I just wonder on those weeks where he doesn't score tries, just don't be surprised if you get in that 30. Um, I hope that the uh, captaining Hammer uh, comment in the uh, in the comments was a bit tongue-in-cheek because um, it's not something I'd definitely – it's not something I'd ever have the balls to do, so – no way. And if you do, you deserve, if he gets 100 or if he gets 10, you deserve it either way. So, um, mate, Ezra Mam, like we mentioned at the start of the episode, is a very popular trade-in option this week. I think he's sixth most traded in. If he performs again here for the third week in a row, does he solve a bit of a 5-8 problem? Because we have, I mean, there's rumor here, we'll talk about it soon, that Adam Dewey might not see the field this week. Kalen Ponga isn't going to see some time. Um, Matty Burton hasn't performed the way we'd want him to. So there's a, a lot of guys there that haven't really lived up to expectations at 5'8". Is Ezra Mam a guy that you'd look at there to fill that void? <sighs> I'm so off looking at 5'8s at the moment. Like I look at those two positions. We thought we had absolute gold in Adam Dewey. There's some question marks around him this week. I looked at having Burton all year. Well, he stunk it up. Um, I've had Ponga who looked electric at 5'8", and then, you know, he's had his own issues. If you had Cam Munster, it's disappointing. It's looking thin at 5'8", and, yeah, you could do worse than Ezra Mam. I think I'm probably going to look to just go cheap and do some cash generation and maybe just just fade that position a little bit until maybe you Cam Munster or or one of these five 600K guys really emerges to be that they can be a 700K guy all year because Ezra won't play Origin. Um, Dewey won't play Origin. Um, yeah. I could get around yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we talked about the Broncos draw over and over again, or I have. Um, I think it's relevant when you, you get to play six of your eight games at home over the next eight rounds. So worth a look for sure. Um, mate, let's move on to the final game. Sorry, second last game of the round uh, is the Bulldogs and the Tigers at Belmore Stadium, 4 p.m. Sunday. Jesus, that is going to be uh, coming. The Tigers coming off the worst performance by a sporting team known to man, and and having to go to Belmore against a Bulldogs squad that are coming off a high and a good win. Belmore is a bloodbath as it is for um, opposing teams, and now you've got to come to them after the worst performance versus one of the best. That's this going to be a real challenge for them. Yeah, um, look, I think Tim Sheams would have been in the sheds absolutely tearing them one. Um, can anybody find out who that um, who the lady in the coaching box is? Um, yeah, a bit of, bit of a glamour. 
Yeah, there's a bit of chat about her, isn't there? You have to yeah. put the feelers out and, and work out who it is. Well, um, well, let's not take it too far. I'm married, but um, put the feelers. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Not those types of feelers, right? you know, the theoretical <laughs> ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, um, but it, your wording. Yeah, no, um, the Bulldogs. You had to have some really big changes for the Tigers after that game. That was disappointing, and I'm even. I wouldn't even be super surprised if Laurie isn't as bad and they're just rolling with stains and it's just, you know, pushing pushing some of the issues under the um under the carpet, under the rug. Um yeah. You need a big rug. <laughs> you need yeah. a very big rug. Um but the but the doggies going with what they the doggies could be really good this week. For sure. I mean, lots of changes for the Tigers this week. Dane Laurie comes out. Isaiah Papali'i is uh, out with that dangerous contact charge, so he misses a week. Simkin misses due to the HIA as well, so he's failed those concussion protocols. And uh, Tommy Talao is out with a broken nose that we mentioned earlier, and everyone's trading him out, which makes sense. So you've got Charlie Staines goes to fullback. The one I'm really excited about here is Junior Tupo. Uh, mm. gets named on the wing. All right, this guy's such a talented player, and we saw this in the trials. He just ripped him up in the trials. He played incredibly well. So I'd love for him to just make this spot his own. Uh, and I genuinely think he can. There's so much opportunity in this Tigers lineup, and Tim Sheens has shown that he's not afraid to go and play youngsters and give some young blokes a crack. It's his to lose now. Um, so I really hope he does well. Sean, Bohr, I think Tupo could be a mainstay, and we could not see Talao back if he performs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Sean Bloor's back, so he had a week off last week. Um, Fenua Pole comes in at lock as well, so he starts at lock. And what we've seen now is that Joe Offerhand-Gowie has dropped back to the bench. Um, I think this might be a message from Tim Sheens to Joe O because Joe O was awful last week, awful. Yeah, uh, He just didn't look like he even wanted to be there. So that's a, a really strong message, and I think everyone sees that, which is good. Uh, and then Brandon Wakeham has got the 14 jersey. So hmm. we've seen here that Adam Dewey's been named, but there is a rumor floating around that he's injured and we won't be, he won't be playing this week. I have a feeling they're probably just going to give him until Sunday uh, or until Saturday at 4 p.m. to when they have to name their side 24 hours out. Um, he might drop out, which is why Wakeham's probably on the bench there waiting in the wings. Um, so the way I'd see that moving out would be Dewey comes out, Wakeham goes to 5-8 uh, or he goes to half, either one. And then you've got uh, Matamura or someone like that on the bench that's just going to come into that bench role. Um, Johnny Bateman, mate. Plenty of chat about him. He's in the reserves. Um, they're saying that he was likely back in round four, but he's been named early. And there's rumor that he might be able to play this week. What I, are your thoughts I on that? I hope so. I hope so. I hope he, he comes in, stinks it up, um, and we... Tigers find some form in four or five weeks and we get John Bateman closer to that 500K, to be completely honest. I'm really worried about about Dewey and I'm worried that the... I'm less worried about adding some Bulldogs this week, um, knowing that their best player is not going to be there, That knowing that another one of their high-profile players in, in Bateman isn't going to be there. Um, IPAP, even though he hasn't looked the best, is... Obviously a talent. We saw what he could do for the Eels. Um, you know what could be the – you know what could be worse than the Tigers last week? A depleted Tigers this week. Yeah, we. I, I actually think, though, genuinely, that we look better this week. 
than we did last week. Even though you're you, talking, you're saying we're you're depleting. You're a ray of sunshine. You're a well, ray have, of sunshine. I have to be. Um, I don't like Dane Laurie at the back. Papali'i has looked completely off, um, so he probably needs a week. Uh, it's probably good for him. Um, and then Talao's been ordinary as well in, in both ends. So I feel like nearly every position we've improved on. Um, so I'm optimistic, but I have to be. Otherwise, it's just going to be a really depressing season. So, mate, the, there's plenty to talk about with this Bulldogs lineup, though. Karaz, he could annihilate this Tigers left edge defense this week. I think that's the reason why people are getting him because they're seeing Bulldogs versus Tigers at Belmore. Karaz minus 50 break even, um, coming off 140. There, there's plenty of good things to talk about there. You know what's great? All off-season, this is why you play the game. All off-season, we were talking about that other side uh, with Burton, with Kikau, with, um, with Adokar, and it's, and it's going the other way. With that base, Karaz could be almost must-have this week. He could be. He could be. Um, I might even. I might slip the C on him. Oof, that's uh, ballsy. But you know what? There's way worse options for sure. Just captain anybody against the Tigers, and you're probably guaranteed to get at least eighty. <laughs> um, Jacob Preston named on the right edge this week. Raymond Fatala Marin named at lock. I mean, that could easily swap again. They could just swap positions. That's exactly yeah. what happened last week. So um, we'll see. Keep an eye out on the team list before the game. And uh, the one I don't understand is why is Ockenbor on the bench? They've got a winger and a utility on the bench now. Like, surely he doesn't end up in the final 17. I think there's a bit of ducks and drakes happening. Yeah, I think so. And they can afford to. They can do what they want because at the end of the day, the Tigers are looking pretty ordinary. So they're probably just playing a bit of games, a bit of mind games with them. Mate, moving on to this last game, Sunday 6.15, to wrap up the round is the Raiders versus the Sharks at GIO. Uh, It's not quite cold or too cold yet down in Canberra, but I'm sure it will be pretty soon. Um, but mate, Pasami Solo stays in the team another week. It sounds like, uh, Papali'i is another fortnight away as a minimum. So anybody who started with him, we recommended against it, but you could get a couple of price rises out of Solo. Yeah. And I do always hate adding, adding a guy, hoping that somebody's going to stay, stay a bit more injured, but you know, Papali'i's a bit older now. He's taken a while to come back and, uh, yeah, you've been rewarded. Absolutely. Um, no changes to the Raiders this week. The Hudson Young is set to drop some serious cash. He's got 145 break even this week. Um, and we talked about this in the preseason that he's a rocks and diamonds kind of player, relies on tries and attacking stats. So you could see that coming a mile away at 640k or whatever he's priced at. So yeah. um Corey Howard, we're in Naira, it got 73 minutes at lock last week. Uh, I shifted to the edge, in and out of the edge and, and lock, but is he a guy that you would consider? Uh, a bit of an awkward price, though, but probably worth a look soon. Yeah, I've always sort of said that if I really like the like the back rowers um, for this team, and if one of them can solidify in that really good role, I would look at them because they're all that mid-range price, except for Hudson Young. And, yeah, I think we could see some really good price rises if we can see some consistency. Um, but it is always a gamble playing Ricky Roulette, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, just onto the Sharks real quick. There's no changes there either. So they've rolled out the same 17 as they did last week. Trindle at, at the seven. Nico has been said to be very close. So I think there's a lot of hope there that he's back round four. Um, yeah. But then again, that's going to affect trades and the way that we approach trades this week, isn't it? We'll talk about that yeah. soon. Um, 
Mate, that wraps us up for the eight games. We'll move into some questions. We've got a ton of comments in here. Thanks, guys, for to, for getting involved. Bit of back and forth chat and trade help as well from a lot of the guys. We love that. Um, first questions from Raymond Crane. So thoughts on Elias Katoa, thinking of moving Egan Butcher to Katoa. What are your thoughts on that one? I do really like it. Um, if I didn't have bigger fires in my team, Elias Katoa is really somebody that I would – I would look at. I think the role's good. He's got that 80-minute role. He's got that upside. Uh, if you go on meat and potatoes, you've probably gone at Trent Loyero. Um, but with that upside, he could have easily had 120 last week as well. Like, if yeah, you watch the game, good. he yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, no, can get around it. I think Melbourne played poorly last week. I think they'll be better this week. Um, yeah, can get around Ellie Katoa. Love it. Next one, Troy is asking, Boyd out for ma'am. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a no-brainer, isn't it? It'd be via duels, I would say, with maybe having Katoa on the bench. Obviously, they play different positions. Um, but yeah, if you have the extra, you know, whatever it is, 200K, um, I'm a lot more confident playing Mam than I am Boyd. I'm not confident in playing Boyd at all. I'll have to this week, though. This uh, this next one's an interesting one. So Nathan Beach, good name, mate, has asked us, half tempted to flick Holmes for Garrick. Um my personal opinion is that I don't think Holmes is a sell at all with this run, with this draw. We've talked about it all year. Uh, that's that's probably the close enough to a definition of a sideways trader as I've ever seen yeah. one. So I'd probably avoid – do you agree? That's the word I was going to use, sideways. Um, you have to go somewhere to Garrick if you want to. Oh, a lot of people have that had that to or Garrick. I'd be a lot more confident going or to Garrick um, and just even if you have to wait a week you're not going to miss out on a price rise from Garrick um, yeah even if you had to wait a week um, maybe make a small step towards it this week bank some cash and then go straight to or to him next week if you can't get get it all done in one week yeah good shout James Gowing uh, asking us which is best sell Pele for Mark Nichols or Egan Butcher for Katoa so it gives an extra option for 17 if he takes Nichols what are your thoughts on that one? I like Egan Butcher to Katoa. I probably expected a bit more from Egan Butcher, and Katoa has exceeded my expectations. Mark Nichols, a front row forward that scored a couple of tries. I might, I might disagree with you on this one. I actually don't mind Pele for Nichols, um, only because, and, and my thoughts on this one, Pele is not going to make you much cash at all at this point. Nichols will. And he might be the perfect stepping stone in, in a pretty depleted front row forward position to get you up to a guy that might then take you the rest of the way to a premium option. I genuinely don't think Egan Butcher is that bad of a footballer. He started pretty ordinary, um, but yep. there's every chance that Egan Butcher goes on a tear over the next few weeks and Elias Akatoa goes quiet. And that look, that's the beauty of football. Anything can happen, yep. right? But I believe in Egan Butcher a lot more than I believe in Franklin Pele. So that's probably yeah, the reasoning there. True. I just thought Pele would be sitting there. Honestly, if you've got a boost with them both being good options, you know, like, you know, soft and hard tacos, why can't we have both? <laughs> yeah, good shout. Um, so Sai has asked, would selling Brian Toto this week be sideways? I guess that question depends on who you're selling him to. Um, Again, we need to remember that any Penrith player that you're trading out this week will not lose cash if you don't trade them. So if you're worried about a player losing cash, I'd, I'd probably prioritize trading that player out over a Penrith player, depending on what your lineup and what your side looks like. 
Yeah, but just remember you're going to have 600K on the bench. If you're thinking about moving him on next week and you're sure about another guy, like the the hardest thing about this, and I hope, Si, you're still listening and you can let us know who, you, who you're hoping to trade him to. Like if you're if you want Garrick in and you have the money to get to Garrick, Garrick could score you ninety this week. It, you know, instead of playing Alamotti or Khan Pereira or someone like that. Like if you're like me and you have To'o and Taruva, they're two guys that I planned on playing a lot of weeks and that is 800k just sitting there on the bench. It would make a lot of sense to go a week early if you're sure about who you want to go to. Maybe you don't have a Val Holmes and you can get him in this week. Maybe you want Taraz. Karaz, that's definitely not sideways. No, that Karaz isn't sideways at all because you know you're just pretty much going to bank 100k in a week from him. Um, so yep. uh, Queenslander, big follower of the, the podcast, has hopped on and said he's going Egan and Trindle for a couple of weeks to, to cash up with their low break-evens and hoping then to trade up to Grant and Nico Hines. And it's not something he normally does. What are your thoughts? If it's not something you usually do, I can really get around Egan. I can't get around Trindle. You might get one price rise out of Trindle and then just really struggle to get him out. You've got to burn a trade and suddenly you've got a 300K guy. Just remember how far Trindle is going to be from Nico Hines. You're going to have to burn like five trades to get there. You're going to, For starters, you're going to have to go Val Holmes to a 200K bottom dollar and you still don't have enough money. Yeah, there's a risk there, isn't it? You've got to you've got to have a player that is close enough in value. I'd say I'd probably argue maybe within three hundred grand of where you want to get to. Otherwise, you're burning two trades to get to that player, or you're leaving six hundred k on the bench for a week to have the money to go to Heinz from a a guy that's a bottom dollar cheapie, and that just doesn't make any sense. Six hundred k on the bench is way too much money to not be using in a week. Um, yeah, I'd probably advise against going Trindle. Uh, yeah. and, and we know that Nico Hines is close. So that could easily be one cash grab and you, you're stuck. Yeah. And 100K isn't isn't enough for me to trade. Like, I'm, if you're getting Egan and Trindle, like, who are you trading out? That's, that's going to be a big thing too. It's, yeah, it's super hard. You could just be stuck in no man's land with a 300K guy that's sitting there for three weeks and not playing. And you know what could be the worst thing? if Trindle's impressed enough that they want to use him as a utility and they just like having the guy around and they start running him off the bench, uh, you could just lose the money that you own because you can't get him out because you're putting out other fires in your team. Um, I think Trindle could be a massive trap. Agreed. Agreed. Mate, Very. we left the most important question to last. Uh, Melissa Hansen has asked. <laughs> she, she got here late, but she's hoping that you're back Walsh in for Teddy. Look... I made the mistake of getting Stags in, trust in my heart. My heart tells me that I need to get Walsh in this week. I'm not going to do it because my head says Teddy's going to bounce back. I get a free look at Walsh. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to wait. Even if I lose a price rise or two on Walsh, and if Walsh in four weeks is scoring as good as Teddy, we've got to keep in mind that all these, if the reasons that you're doing it is because you think that, Walsh is going to score just under Teddy, and then we're going to go into the origin period. Kalen Ponga's out. Kalen Ponga could be out, and who's going to be the next best best fullback? It's 
yeah, who's going to be the next best fullback for the uh, for the Maroons? It could be Walsh. It will be Walsh. I can almost guarantee yeah. it will be. Um, yeah, very good point. That's a, actually I haven't considered that, so that is a good point. Mm. Um, and last question before we wrap up here, Tim has asked us. Uh, he started with Cody Walker and Isaiah Katoa. I'm assuming he means at five eight. Should he burn a boost on Cody Walker for Ezra Mam? Yeah, oh, is that bo- is that boost worthy? Yeah, I think so. I think Cody Walker doesn't really impress as much from a super coach standpoint anymore. And I'm not sure if it comes from the, um, from the scoring or like he can be the reason for a try without getting the try assist is probably more what I'm trying to say. It often goes to Luttrell. Uh, whereas, whereas Mam has looked straight fire. Yeah. He's been good, hasn't he? Running the ball really well. Seems like he's freed up. Reynolds has had a year with him to understand how he plays. So yeah, look, yeah, to be honest, I'm probably siding towards boosting in, in that realm because then you can make a bit of extra cash and Mam could easily turn into Munster in yep. six weeks. So, yeah, I, I'm all for it. I like it. I don't see I don't see Cody Walker making you that much money. Um, I think Mam can make you money and score you more points. You know, it is, it is a luxury trade is probably the best way to say it. It is a massive luxury trade. And if you're confident that everybody around you is going to stay there, you're not going to have to boost – you know, three or four times over the origin period, then yeah, use it. Trust your gut. Yeah. Fair shout. Mate, trade thoughts and captains, vice captains to wrap up the episode. Tell us your thoughts. There's a lot going on in your head at the moment when it comes to trades. You've got a big two or three week plan here. I do have. So the road to Nico starting today. Um, I, I have four, five guys that I want to get rid of and, I've been really selective and my initial trade thoughts has actually changed because I think that they were almost rage trades. Um, So the five guys I want to get rid of over the next couple of weeks is Cheese, Ponga, Stags, To'o and Tanner. So I was initially toying with the fact of keeping Ponga around because he's not going to change in price Uh, and it could be a last-minute trade because the news of Adam Dewey perhaps being out um, has sort of forced my hand a little bit. Um, one of the options I'm looking at is Cheese, Ponga, and To'o for Karaz, Katoa, and Egan. Now, I was rage trading Stags out, but much like I said earlier, To'o's not going to get me any points this week, and I think Stags can really still outscore your Alamotis, your Will Warbricks, or your Khan Pereiras. So he is a play this week. Um with the way that the Broncos are playing. I was going to be looking at getting Tanner to Stan Walker um, because, you know, I would really love playing Sam Walker, but Sam Walker has the bye next week. And uh, this news of Nico coming back just means I want to sit there and trade and maybe save, save some of these trades. Um, I'd like to get Reed Marnie instead of Egan, um, but I... I'm half thinking that the extra 100K that I make, the extra 100K that I'm sitting on, um, I could I could use that money to start funding my Nico uh, retirement plan. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I would also love to get Hammer, but and I was going to, to get that price rise. But if Dewey is out at 5.8, I'm going to have an AE because Ponga would be still sitting there. And I think I've really just got to go 
uh, Ponga to Katoa, um, To'o down to um, down to Karaz, and then Cheese to Egan or Reid Barney. Yep. Yeah, similar thinking on my end. Uh, so I've got Cheese, Nofaluma, and To'o out at this stage. Uh, I'm bringing in Reid Marnie, Karaz, and Hamiso. So that gives me 292000 in the bank. Uh, so, and then that gives me an option then next week to go straight from Sam Walker to Nico Hines and have about 20K left over. So that's actually probably planned out the best way that I could to get Nico next week with re- with uh, Sam Walker having the buy next week, Nico looking like it might be his first week back. I'm happy to go week one on Nico. And it's going to take him a bit of time, but I'm just thinking, look, at the end of the day, you've got a guy that can get you 180 uh, whenever you want. And you want a guy like that in your team against, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but they've got two pretty easy games coming up round four and round five, the Sharks. Um, yeah. I'm going to quickly check, but yeah, it, I could have easily gone to Grant. I could have actually gone, instead of Reed Marnie, I could have gone cheese straight up to Harry Grant and had about 50K left in the bank. Um, but I think having the cash in the bank this week is going to be really important. So getting Hammer instead of going in a different direction, getting another premium is probably the play for me this week. Um, but I'm again, I, I'm kind of sitting in the same boat as you. I'm not 100% on Hammer. Um, you know, the issues that he had through preseason and that the Cowboys don't just disappear in in two weeks. Um, but you've got to back him for the price rise this week, I think. Yeah, and I'm worried that I was just adding him to get the 100K. If I saw him get 20, that was my gut feeling anyway. Oh, probably not 20. I may be talking 45s, 40s, and just being a bit of a disappointment. You can get that out of Taruva, for example. Um, yeah, I think it's... I think is just let's save some cash. Let's work towards Nico because Nico can walk out there, score 150. He's so integral to the Sharks team. That is that Trindle's, um, you know, holding the ship there. Um, but yeah, after those trades, I would have 390k left if I had if I get Wade Egan or um or early 300s if I get Reed Marnie. Both good options. Both going to make you cash. Um, it just again then influences what you're going to do next week. So um, I want I'm with you on the Tanner Boyd out train next. Uh, yep. he, his train's leaving the station for me. Um, so he's going to he's been dropped to New South Wales Cup for Sheen's revival this week. He won't be featuring in the 17 this week, and and there's a good chance that he'll be back down to SG Ball or whatever it is, um, back down to local footy the week after that. I'm- I know we're trying to trying to wrap up the show, but I think it's really important to note that neither of us are overreacting on Cleary and Tedesco's scores. I've, I've toyed with it because that would mean getting rid of Tanner Boyd, but I'm choosing to take a possible hit on Cleary and play Tanner Boyd this week over getting rid of a keeper. You might you can say it as many times as you can. You never get rid of a keeper, but gee, it'd be it'd be really easy, like. Melissa said it'd just be really easy to get Reese Walsh in. It'd be really easy to go to Sam Walker from Cleary and bank up a heap of cash. But how are you going to get Cleary back when he's banging out 150s is probably a question you've got to ask yourself during the week. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm not, same thought process, mate. We talked about this a lot. It's, uh, for me, I'm just going to hold both unless they show me some really worrying signs. But, at this stage, Cleary's had an extra week with that ankle injury as well, which is good. Um, and Teddy could have easily come off 130 last week, and then we'd be having a completely different conversation about James Tedesco. Um, yeah. He wouldn't be 
traded out by 4% of, the, of teams. And you know what? If honestly, if people want to trade out Cleary and Tedesco, be my guest because it just makes it easier for me then and it turns those quality players into a bit more of a pod. Um, Steve mentioned he's skeptical about Hines with the calf injury and the buy. Might be a chance he re-injures it. Reality is that there's a good chance that any player comes back and re-injures an injury. Um, but I feel like he's had enough time. It sounds like it It might have been tendon-related or ligament-related, I think, hamstring-tendon-related, which takes a little bit longer to heal uh, from what NRL Physio was saying. So, um, yeah, look, don't get me wrong. There's always going to be that concern, but I think Nico's too good to leave out. In saying that, do you remember when I took uh, took Turbo straight away as soon as he came back and then he busted his shoulder and was out for the season? I lost yeah. 160 or 200K on the bloke in three weeks and uh, had to make a trade, so I basically burnt money. These that guys are, this is calculated risks. And, you know, if Steve doesn't go on Hines and he scores 140, uh, he looks like he's made the wrong decision. If Nico comes back and scores 60, it looks like he makes the right decision. If he hurts himself, it looks like it makes – like this is why we play the game. Um, I'm not going to – I would trust that the Sharks, especially – with them winning last week and them having Braden Trindle in not too bad form, that they wouldn't rush him back. If he's named to play, I would want him. Agreed. Let's wrap up. Captains, vice-captains, mate, what are your thoughts? It's going to be hard to go against Hopgood, um, but I do like the upside of Turbo. I think there is always a chance that Turbo can go 150-plus and Hopgood, you know, is probably, you know, could get you a hundred, uh, which is really awkward loop territory. Um, they play in the same game. Otherwise I would probably vice captain and captain both those two. They're the best options on my team. So I'm probably looking at vice captaining turbo and captaining either David Fafida or Val Holmes. Um, yeah. Just looking at a, a Fafida bounce back. Yeah. I think you've got bigger balls than me to be able to captain David Fafita. I'm not sure whether I've got that in me. Uh, But I'm thinking the same as you. I think Turbo Vice-Captain, I think he's a good option coming off a week of rest. Um, Manly are going to be ready to go at home as well. I I like that. I mean, honestly, I'd straight see him if we didn't have that unspoken rule of never captaining on the Thursday night game. Uh, I've done that a couple of times and it's bitten me in the ass. You know what? I might even do that yet. I think the base is there with Hopgood that – a relatively safe option could be to captain him. If he gets 80, are you really going to be disappointed? He's never scored under 100 in uh, by putting on the Neils jersey. That's a good point. Um, yeah, so I'm thinking Val Holmes captain as well. Ooh, um, I like that. Yeah, look, I, I'm really struggling for options this week. I keep looking at my team going, who's got really favorable matchups? Who do I trust that can get me uh, you know, a base of 50 or 60 and a ceiling of 100 plus? And I'm really struggling for options aside from the obvious ones that you've just mentioned. I don't see any of the other guys really stepping up for me. So it just seems like the right play. Uh, and and obviously Sam Walker is a good option, but they've, they've got a tough matchup this week against the Rabbitohs. So yeah, I'd say I'm probably going to go VC Turbo C Holmes at this stage. Um, so I'm, I'm with you on that one. And very quickly, we've got one more question before we wrap up. Damian Murphy's asked us, Boyd, to Walker, I'm assuming Sam Walker or Ezra Mam. So Sam Walker or Ezra Mam for you? Sam Walker. I say Ezra Mam, just because Walker's got the Rabbitohs into the bye. Yep. Uh, Mam's got his draw. So, uh, yeah, we didn't help you at all, Damien. Sorry, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> flip a coin, <laughs> you'll be right. 
Uh, Melissa wants us to refer to him as Hop God until he scores sub 100, which I think is a fair request. Okay, cool. Hop God or Hop Goat? Um, either way, I'm happy with it. So, Yeah, and I think we can't forget Harry Grant against the Titans as well with Munster out. He's definitely going to have a bigger role there. Cameron Williams has mentioned there. He's he's a big fan of Harry Grant. So, Yeah, we're probably just not talking. We're probably not just not talking about him because neither of us are Harry Grant owners, unfortunately. So. It's funny we've got him in the notes here. We just kind of skipped past it because it wasn't relevant to us. So uh, good, good, good chat from us. <laughs> hey, I just like to talk about myself. So that's all good. That's all good. That's why we're here, right? So, uh, but mate, that wraps us up. We've got through tons of stuff. It's a, one of the biggest rounds of the year. Making sure you get your cheapies right. Take advantage of those price rises this week. Uh, set your team up. Start planning ahead for Nico is probably my best uh, advice. You're going to want him at some stage and you're going to want to make sure you've got money there to buy him when the time comes. So keep that in mind. But otherwise, guys, if you haven't and you made it all the way to the end, we appreciate it. We've still got tons of people watching and commenting. Um, make sure to hit subscribe, hit like, hit follow. Uh, you know, keep the comments coming if you're watching us on delay and you didn't catch us live, you're watching it on repeat, drop us some comments in. We'll answer them as we get to them. Uh, but, guys, all the best for this week. Let's have a big week, round three. Let's hopefully see some green arrows next week. Um, and otherwise, we'll uh, catch you on Sunday for the weekly review. Good luck. Peace out. Cheerio.